Sports Central, in conversation with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3 and you're on 12 to 1 with me, Adrian Abraham. And today I've got a former national swimmer on the show. His name is Marcus Chia. He's also the assistant coach of the National Training Center. Marcus, welcome to Money FM. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really good, Marcus. I'm quite excited to speak about you because swimming is quite a big subject here in Singapore. Now, as a former national swimmer, who inspired you to take up swimming as a profession? I think when I was younger, it was pretty much a sport that you just go to the pool and you swim. I think when I first started swimming, I was looking at you know people like Ian Thorpe and, and Grant Hackett and how they were performing at such a high level in Australia. And that's, I think that that's how I first started to you know really want to try to go to do it professionally or to do it at a much, much higher level than what I used to do. Yeah. You know, training sessions must have been intense. How often did you train? I train 10 sessions a week. 10 sessions a week means you go twice on Monday, twice on Tuesday, and you have single sessions only on Wednesday and Saturday. So basically you're swimming twice a day for two hours each. And if those of you who don't really know how that kind of fits everything in the equation, I was up at 4.30 in the morning, down at the pool at 5 a.m., and I'll be done with my training sessions at 7, and then I'll go to school, and I'll come back again at 4 o'clock, and I'll be done at about 7 p.m. And that was my life from pretty much 13 all the way till I was 21. It sounds like my life. I'm up at about 4.30 in the morning, but instead... (laughs) of finishing so late. I'm usually done by around 1 p.m., 2 p.m. latest, and I'm usually home for my afternoon nap. Now, of course, as a professional swimmer, I'm sure your diet must have been very important. What did your diet consist of while you were training? When I was training, I think a lot of it was protein and very, you know, it was more complex carbs. So, you know, you had brown rice, you had wholemeal bread. Pasta is a very big uh, thing for swimmers. I think it's one thing that everyone understood and it was uh, it was a kind of a go-to meal for swimmers. But yeah, I think diet was highly important back then when I was swimming. We had to make sure that, you know, we kept up with a very strict regime of carbs and protein, you know, basically to recover from the training sessions, your gym sessions, you know, to make sure that you get ready for the next training session. Marcus, you're also the founder and head coach of the Swim Society. Now, what inspired you to set up this business? I was actually teaching in, in Australia when I was studying in Australia. It was, I was just teaching part-time there and, and I never actually wanted to venture into teaching swimming. But I think as I started teaching, it became more and more apparent that that was something that I really enjoyed doing. And I think the fulfillment of seeing, you know, somebody who never knew how to swim and being able to swim in about, you know, 10 to 12 sessions, I think that really gave me a reason to be around to kind of give back to society. We're in conversation with Marcus Chia. He's a former national swimmer and assistant coach of the National Training Centre. Marcus, what excites you most about the swimming industry? I think, you know, we, we tend to get so fixated on people swimming fast times. And, you know, I think in the recent year, especially in 2020, when the COVID hit and pools were being shut down, I think the creativity behind coaches trying to come back better and faster with new ways of coaching, I think that was really one of the few things that excites me about the industry because we never know what's going to happen in the next couple of years. 
and how swimming is going to turn, uh, you know, change for the better. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic threw sports events into all sorts of gray areas. There's still doubt whether the Olympics will go ahead later this year. Of course, it was meant to, you know, go ahead last year in Tokyo. But if it does go ahead, who should we watch out for besides the usual suspects? Right now, I'm actually looking at this Australian swimmer. His name is Elijah Willington. He's a middle-distance swimmer, uh, just like me when I was swimming back then. He recently did a really good time in one of the uh, the meets in Australia in Brisbane. That's definitely somebody that I'm looking out for, Elijah Willington. He's done a fantastic job you know, in, in, in the 400 meters freestyle and also in the 200 meters freestyle. He's currently ranked uh, world number one at the moment uh, for the year 2020 to 2021. So really somebody to look out for rather other than the usual suspects. Yeah. And what about from Singapore? Is there someone or certain individuals that we should you know, keep a close eye on? Yeah, I mean, if Olympics do happen, you know, you have your Joseph Schooling who's already qualified and someone who's already qualified. I would actually, you know, look out for an open water swimmer that might qualify soon. She's actually, you know, gearing up to do the qualifications in May. Uh, her name is uh, Chantel Liu and she's a swimmer of mine and I coach her personally. So, yeah, for open water swimming, something different. <laughs> Yeah, that's very interesting. I really hope that the Olympics do, you know, go ahead. I was talking to Kwating Wen as soon as she came back from her event in Budapest. And, you know, I just really hope that the Olympics go ahead for all the athletes who've been training so hard for this major spectacle. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, your swimming career. What was the biggest highlight of your time as a national swimmer? I think the biggest one was when, you know, my first D-Games, definitely, you know, back then when you were younger, that was the one meet that everybody said that, you know, if you swim at that meet, if you swim at C-Games, you, you will be finally be recognized as a national swimmer. And it was the relay, the 4 by 200 meters freestyle relay. And it was my first time on the team. And uh, it was also the first time that I was the anchorman. I was the last person to finish the relay. And for a very wide-eyed, young, 17-year-old boy in front of screaming Filipino crowd, I think that was really a memory that I will never, ever forget. We obviously won the race and we from Malaysia. So we lost it in 2003 and... Um, our team in 2005 really brought it back to the team. So that would definitely be a, a, a memory that I will never forget and definitely one of the highlights of my career. Your life ever since, now you're teaching. How do you spend your time when you're not teaching? How do you unwind? I've got plenty of hobbies. You know, I think if people who know me know that I have uh, tons of things that I want to do. But I think recently I've been really into home gardening, been buying a lot of plants at home and, and trying to have some sort of, you know, routine where I come back from work, I water the plant, make sure I, you know, fertilize them and do it properly. But uh, yeah, I mean, apart from gardening, I, I listen to music quite a bit. I'm really into vinyls at the moment and I've been collecting since I was in uni in Australia. So I've, you know, garnered quite a bit of a healthy, I would say a healthy collection of vinyls um, that, that I play quite, quite usually, yeah. As the assistant coach of the National Training Centre, you must come across many individuals, you know, all the time, every day. What are some of the challenges that you face as an assistant coach? I think when you first join the National Training Centre, you know, yes, with any coach, but I think more so when you are young and, and nobody kind of really knows who you are at that point in time, I think just getting the recognition from your swimmers that you know what you're doing, I think that was definitely the hardest thing for me because I think 
as with any professional relationship, uh, there, there must be respect and there must be trust that has to come both ways. I think that trust from the swimmers, knowing that you know you will take care of them and you have the best plans ahead for them, I think that really was something that I really had to earn the right to be their coach, you know, to put it in plain words, yeah. We've been speaking to Marcus Chia. He's a former national swimmer and assistant coach of the National Training Centre. Marcus, thank you so much for your time. It was great speaking to you. I wish you the best of luck in 2021 and for your future endeavours. Thank you very much. Thank you, Adrian. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.